I am a stepmom. I am a mom of two. Um, I am a corporate and sports attorney. I feel like I've met, lived many lives. And my husband's Matt Leiter. I'm Josie Liner, host of Women of the League. I met my husband in college. He accidentally texted me a text message for his brother, and he was like, I just met my wife. <laughs> yeah, and so now we're married, so it's true. I met my husband on Instagram, and then he was like, can we hang out? So we went to the nail salon, and we just spent like a whole month in quarantine in an Airbnb with each other. So Dalton and I met in college, so I played basketball in Kansas, and he played football in Kansas. We both like hit it off and um, ended up talking, meeting up, and the rest is pretty much history. It's gonna be a really exciting thing to just share stories. I think it's important in every aspect of every job, but uh, the women in this league don't tend to have a big voice and they're the support system behind these guys and I love giving back and getting involved in like the community and that's another commonality I have with Jared is like we just have that same love for people and the best part about having like a platform or him having this amazing career is having the opportunity to give back and help other people. Well, I'm just so excited that there's a show that's showcasing these women. They're amazing. They have so much to say. They have so much depth, which I think kind of goes unnoticed. Um, so I'm really just excited to give them the microphone and put them on display. What does it mean to be a woman of the league? I think we're the backbone. He called me and he's just like, I got oh traded. And I was like, wait, what? My heart is racing. I feel like I need to protect him, you know, from other people sometimes. My DMs get filled up with even like death threats, a good old word right now. I'm glad you said it and not me. <laughs> Watching him follow his dreams, it made me want to like, okay, like I want to get my shit together. Put it to your TikTok comments. You're having a baby right now. <laughs> we are like five words away from rapping people. Join us on the next episode. <laughs>
Um, I just wish that when I was growing up, I was able to see the more real side of social media and see all the less perfect sides because sometimes the perfect sides aren't even true. And so I'm hoping that being here today can shine a light on that. Hi, I'm Whitney Reisner. I'm married to Dalton Reisner. He is the left guard for the Broncos. And we've been in Denver for four years now, um, this being the fourth. Yeah, I'm excited to be here today just to kind of show what being a woman of the league is actually like, the realistic side of things. Um, to touch on what Ali said, yeah, it's, it's awesome that um, social media has, is a platform where you can show the truths of things. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Hi, um, I'm Kristen Harper. My fiance, new fiance, um, is Jared Goff. He plays for the Lions. And um, we have been in Detroit for the last two years. Well, this is our second year there. We met when he played in LA. And so it's been a fun like journey of adventure going from place to place. I mean, it's the beauty and the hard part of the NFL, but I have worked as a model for the past, I don't know, a long time. <laughs> I think I started when I was like nine, so I might be going on 20 years. Wow, <laughs> I nine? Yes, but um, <laughs> I've been in the industry for a long time, but um, it's been really fun to kind of transition into this place where I get to use my voice more. And I think as a model, you show up to set and you don't really get to talk or you know, no one hears what you have to say. So it's been a really fun transition. Social media has given that outlet to like be able to like share what's important to you and do you know, those things. And so, yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk with you girls. So I have three wives and one fiance. Okay. If I say husbands or wives, like yeah. you and Jared are included in that. <laughs> don't want to, don't want you to think that I'm like passing over you. Speaking of which, so I heard you guys while y'all were getting glammed up. By the way, you look beautiful. Thank you. You were giving your um, how you met your husband fiance yeah. stories. So question. I mean, did you have when you first met them? Did you have any reservations about dating a pro football player or being in the public eye? Like. That's definitely something to think about, I imagine, when you meet these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of like stereotypes that go along with dating any athlete. And I think I had about 20 friends be like, no, you can't date a football player. He's going to cheat on you or whatever. Like, there's just stereotypes always. And um, I think that can be true in any scenario, whether they're a football player or a doctor or whatever. It's just like, it's not just tied to just being in, in the NFL. And I think um, we found some really great guys and that's not the experience we've experienced. And I think that's one of the things that people really think. And I think I might be the only one that's met my husband in college. So I didn't even know the NFL. I mean, oh, you know, wow. he's a college football player, but you don't know what's to come after that. In the NFL, it's like, well, I think 1% of, like less than 1% yeah. of guys are able yeah. to make it to the NFL. So I think it was a huge transition. I mean, going from dating a college athlete, him training for the draft, getting drafted, and then you're like, oh, where are you gonna live? Like, oh wait, I'm supposed to come with? Like, what's going on? And um, they, there's such a bad stigma around it. And I'm like, you know, you meet these guys, you fall in love. It's like being in the NFL is just a part of them. It's not their whole personality. Yeah. I will say that coming into Jeffrey, reaching out to take me on a date, I was like, ooh, I was <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure about that. I had just got to a place where I was like, no boy drama, I was clear, like I was just living my life. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't know if I wanna like open that door. And I know that I did have a stigma as far as the men go, I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just not sure about that. You kind of have everyone at your, you know what I mean, at your beck and call. And at the end of the day, they're kind of the star of the show, you yeah. know, you know, their lives yeah. kind of revolve in even their parents and stuff like they're just, they're the, the dude. So I was like, I don't know if I want that. 
Um, but he ended up being, like, like you said, I think we got some really good guys that ended up proving to be different. I guess I just didn't understand how much work being a wife was. Mm. A wife in the league, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of selflessness. I feel mm. like you have to put yourself on the back burner, whether like you were saying, moving all the time. Like, it's hard to get into a routine and it's like they have their routine set out for them. They have their work days and then their off season, they're pretty much on summer break. But for you, like, you still have to live your life and like figure out if you're gonna do something and you can't be doing nothing all the time. So it's like, <laughs> it's just, it's a lot more work and like it takes a lot more mental capacity, I think, than I thought it was being a wife of a professional athlete. Yeah, I think like before, like unless you're in it, you kind of just see this, I mean, even the way like media has portrayed like women of, in wives and girlfriends in sports, like it looks so flashy and amazing and like, but there's just obviously so much more that goes on behind the scenes and you know, everybody's just seeing Sunday and they're not seeing like Monday through Saturday <laughs> of all like, or like after the game when the guys go home and they're beat up and stuff. It's like, yeah. there's just so much more to it that I think doesn't get seen. So this show, not a shocker, it's called Women of the League. So what does that mean to you guys? What, what does it mean to be a woman of the league? I think we're the backbone. I think we hold the league together, right? Yes. <laughs> I think just like we like we already touched on at the end of the day, like the boys just need so much. I think football takes up so much of their lives um, that like at the end of the day, they're not thinking about buying groceries and mm -hmm. they're not thinking about how the toilet's gonna get cleaned and like <laughs> like little things like like I was out of town and I came back, I was like, this looks crazy. The toilet looks insane. And he's like, I just haven't had the time. So like I'm not saying that a woman's role is only cook and clean right. at all, but um, there's just a lot that goes into being the woman. You're really like their biggest cheerleader, their biggest supporter, um, mentally, like injuries and the politics of the team. And just, I know a lot of wives handle like all the finances, they handle paying all the bills and stuff like that. So it's a full-time job because you wear so many hats and I just feel like it's an overwhelming life. And if you didn't have the backbone of the women behind the league, a lot of men would be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I love that answer, just the back. I want to get you the guys jerseys and the, the back, back of it say <laughs> the backbone. I mean, it says it all. Yeah, I think being a woman of the league, I mean, there's so many things that go into it. Like, obviously, my husband's in the NFL, so therefore I am an NFL wife, but I wouldn't say, like, that's just, like, that's not just me. Right. Like, there's so many different parts to me that the NFL gives me and my husband a platform to, I mean, the NFL, it's like so many years, but taking that and like making the most, and, like milking your platform for all you can so that you can help out different communities and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously I'm like, yeah, my husband would be nothing without me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the women of the league, um, what I feel like that truly means is like you said, like the backbone, you know, but also having the confidence enough to be like, you know, when I first started dating Dalton or whatever, I kind of became Dalton's girlfriend, you know? Mm -hmm. And like sometimes in this industry, you get introduced as so-and-so's girlfriend or wife. Mm -hmm. or, and so like having the confidence and the identity in yourself to know like that's not all I am, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, but at the same time being the person that speaks life into your spouse and because off the field, yes, there's on Sunday, on game day, there's thousands of people cheering for your husband or, or whatever, but he still needs you to be the person that can speak life into him um, when, when he's at home or, you know, be his biggest fan. So I think it's also too of just like being that, continuing to be that, but also being true to who you are, like understanding who you are, having identity in yourself um, and who you are. It almost feels like a... Sorority. Exactly, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It feels like this yeah. adult, grown-up sorority. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would say like the biggest thing, um, which I'm sure all of you can attest to this, is the comment like, gold digger, she spends her husband's money, like, you know, that, that idea that people think we just like are not out here grinding on our own, like trying for our own goals, you know, chasing our own dreams. Um, I feel like that's the biggest misconception. Um, and especially like meeting all of you guys and hearing about like your guys' ventures too. Like, it's so cool to see um, all of us kind of doing our own thing, chasing our own dreams, you know, literally grinding, you know. Um, <laughs> but seriously, and I just feel like it's a huge misconception because people just think, oh, like they get to go to games and, you know, they have nothing to do themselves. They just, they're going to games and hanging out and like, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. I mean, I've quite literally built my platform off of the conceptions, misconceptions <laughs> that people have about me as a wife of an NFL player. I think it's unfortunate mm -hmm. because it's like, do you think the only quality my husband has is like money? Like, no, beyond the NFL, he's like a great person. He's super charismatic. He's a hard worker. And so I'm like, why would you like negate all these other traits just because he plays football on Sunday? Well, isn't that like a bigger problem too, that they're, they're only looked at as football players they're and not anything yeah. beyond that? Well, and it's like yeah. they become like dehumanized. And yeah. so like people feel like this right to like comment or say things or like, I mean, after like losses and stuff, my DMs get filled up with comments oh. about like, I mean, even like death threats, like crazy stuff. And it's like, first of all, I'm not the one playing, so <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do about this, but it's just crazy that like they lose this idea that this is a person that goes home and like is a normal human. Mm -hmm. And like, just because they play on a, you know, large screen on Sunday doesn't mean that they don't have like feelings and thoughts and they're not like going through stuff themselves. And I think that's one thing that people really miss seeing like they don't see that and they just it's not like a real life it's kind of like a movie character to them right it's not and a real human I think even more so it's like I, I mentioned this to you is I a lot of people when they meet me and my husband they're like oh like what do you what do you do for a living to my husband he's like oh I play football and then the idea that I don't even have a job and they mm -hmm. don't even bother asking I think that's frustrating because I'm out here and I'm like the idea you have in your head of what I am or what I might be and what I do for a living could be so untrue, but you don't even give me the opportunity to say like, oh, I own two Airbnbs that I designed that I worked my ass off for. Like I'm out here like working, I'm going on business trips. Like I'm doing all these things that people are just gonna put me into this little box. And I'm like, I don't fit in that little box that you're creating in your head. It's probably easier for them to put you in that box and for yeah. you to be this dynamic Right. person with all of these right. different things going on. You're like, ah, no, you don't fit into my box. Right. But it's just crazy, like, they'll be yelling in this, like, someone will get hurt in the game. And, like, the fans are disgusting sometimes. Like, they'll they'll just say crazy things of, like, cut him from the team. And it's like, yeah. you just don't understand that, like, these are just men. They're living, they're literally living out their dream. They've dreamed of this for years on years. Like, if you're upset they're losing, they're probably upset they're losing as well. Like, mm -hmm. and, like, could you, do you want to get on the field and try it? Like, I just don't. Oh, no. that, that's the part where I'm just like. Right. Like, you're, Did you make varsity in high school? <laughs> right, right, right. So I just feel like they're not seen as people sometimes, and that's the biggest misconception. And then, like you guys are saying, we're just kind of like an accessory to them sometimes. We're just the, the face next to them, not necessarily like what you're doing to Or I feel like it's hard for people to like, think that like since their job is the NFL, since they like have a ton of blessings and make great money, they're like, 
okay, they can't have love and they can't have like football. Like they can't have a good job and they also can't be in love. Like I get that comment so much. They're like, like you would never be with him if it wasn't for the NFL. And it's like, so he can't have a good job and I, I can't just be in love with him too. Like, like what, are you, what, are, what are you saying about him? Yeah, like <laughs> the two just don't go together. It's, it's crazy. And I think there's also like a misconception that it's all glamorous, right? That it is all fame, fortune, wealth, fun. Um, it is in some aspects, all of those things. Um, but there's also, like you guys say, like it's a grind sometimes. Like the season is hard. Yeah, there's an off season, but the season is hard. And even the off season's not an off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Y'all never like really turn it off. So where do you think these misconceptions come from? Like, why do people have it so wrong? I think because these conversations like right here don't happen and like we don't get to share our voice and share the other side of it and share what happens, you know, Saturday through or Monday through Saturday or whatever. It's there's so much more than just what we were saying than Sundays and there is more like we're seeing this more on social media. We're seeing more behind the scenes and we're seeing more guys also sharing their story like Isaac. I feel like it's so cool to like see him behind the scenes and I think it's it is starting to humanize these guys and I think it's giving them, you know, people will have more empathy, but it's hard. They are in this position where they're getting a lot of money and they're in this successful career. So it is always going to be hard for people to ever feel bad for them because, you know, it's not life or death. No one's dying. It's, you know, but at the end of the day, it still can be hard. Like mm -hmm, yeah. it doesn't make it any less hard. I think social and I mean, nail on the head, social media, it's like 10 years ago, you, these guys didn't have a platform. You didn't know who their wife was. And all of the guys that were in the public eye were these big name people. So there are other guys in the NFL that, you know, might not be starting every single game or might ha not have stuck with the same team, but like they still have, you know, the job in the NFL. And I think that's where like the glamorous part may have played in is that you only saw these big name guys so that you think the NFL is glamorous. Every NFL player is with a model. Maybe one. <laughs> um, That's not totally <laughs> right. Yeah, I think, and that, and I love social media because of that. I think that sometimes social media you can give off the same sort of energy, like everything is glamorous, it's perfect. But I also think now in like today's age, and like more so in the past year or two, is that you can start being vulnerable and sharing your life, and start like breaking down these misconceptions. Do you think that because we social media in that way is such a huge benefit? Um, but where before you only got like this one version of this guy and this family and this wife, now you have a more dynamic mm -hmm. insight to them. Do people, are, I mean, what are your comments like? Do people like that or do they, would they rather just kind of like put you on a pedestal and look at you? <laughs> I think I like it. Yeah. I feel like it's a mix of stuff though, like cause sometimes I'll like share a problem on social media and people will be like, your life is so hard, like, mm. oh my gosh, like, you're and, and so it's like also finding that fine line of like, I'm not saying that my life is hard, I'm not saying that, I'm just sharing with you realistic problems that we go through too, because it's normal. People are going to say whatever they want anyways, and so just do what you got to do, and I mean, I feel like when I, I posted this video that went viral and it was me shooting Sports Illustrated and I missed Jared's game where they won their first game of the season and all the comments were like, you're not even a supporter, you weren't there at the game. And I was like, what? Usually you guys are complaining because yeah, all I do yeah. is follow you around. Mm -hmm. So which one is it? Which one do you want? Because you're gonna, you can't get, get after <laughs> me for both yeah, of them. Just be consistent yeah. at least. Yeah. You're like, I'm out here working. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do what you guys tell yeah. me to do. So at that point you just throw yeah, up your hand and like. To, yeah, you can't win. And like, 
you just gotta like somehow learn to block it out. And I feel like sometimes it's hard though, because it is like, you feel it, but you yeah. just gotta figure out a way to just like do what you do and shut out the noise. Mm -hmm. The guys are really good at that, I feel like. They are, they are. They, they have way thicker skin than I do, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I also couldn't imagine, like I always tell him with, I feel like with content creating, I'm like, I can overlook all of that. Like I can, you know what I mean? I can ignore it. But with you, it's like you're grinding for your job and people are talking about your performance. So like, I just couldn't imagine that. Yeah, yeah I feel like Jared gets a lot of social media hate. And I think um, it's, it's for him, he actually said something that really like, I took it to heart like a long time ago, but he told me, that you can't listen to the good comments or the bad comments because mm -hmm. when you're listening to the good comments, you're subconsciously putting value in the bad comments too because you're putting weight in other people outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the biggest things and he kind of takes breaks from social media too just because it's like none of these people like know what they're talking about half the they time. Never, right. they never but yeah, it is, it is hard. It is hard because it is a team sport. It's not about one person. Mm -hmm. But it, there is a lot of weight on his shoulders, but he's he's good at, I mean, I could not do that. Hi, <laughs> he's good at like keeping it level-headed because it's hard. I don't know how he does it. The good definitely always the bad. I have like a little um, folder on my phone of like screenshots I've taken when people send me nice Shut messages. Up. Yeah, and, I, and they're so sweet. They're so, so sweet. Um, like people will just send you the longest messages about yeah. like things that you would just never even think of. You have no idea, that, like you said, posting just like a quick video that you really didn't even think anything of and they're just like this really helped me or like I was struggling with this um, or like people will come with like relationship problems and be like how do I deal with this mm -hmm. and I'm just like that uh, that will that will outweigh the negative all the time it's just like I don't want the negative to ever outweigh or cloud the good that also comes with it and just knowing that you have so many girls and women that like look up to you and like if you have that many eyes on you 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 just have that responsibility to help mm -hmm. out and just be positive and just whatever yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you really feel nice. that? Do you feel a responsibility to to reach yeah. out, to help out? I mean, in my experience, I think with my platform, I want to, I mean, I love social media. I like creating content. Like, I just like, I don't know, like, I guess creativity-wise, it's something I love doing. But if I can put a smile on somebody's face or make them feel less alone, or this year, like, I started doing ticket giveaways and I'm giving away, like, two Browns tickets to every game for people who have never been to a Browns game before. Wow. I'm just like, there, there is a bad side of social media, but I'm starting to realize like giving those people attention is just like hyping them up even more. And like, why not give the people who are supportive and understanding and like see you as a light, give them more credit and start giving them more attention. Yeah. What's the feedback that you're getting on social media when you post about girls thing? I, it's really good. That's, I, I've, I've done a lot. Like, with nonprofits over the years, and I used to not share for the fear of people thinking I'm only doing it for attention and like to say I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. So I just wouldn't post it because I didn't want people to think that. And then I realized how many more like lives you can touch and how many how much more you can inspire people to like give back in their own community when you post. So I think from there, then I started posting more about it just because even just one person getting inspired to do something is like well worth the whatever pushback of isn't that crazy that like you like volunteering can be like a bad thing to some people right or like, like they can find like something bad in that that's insane so we tie all of our money to a joint savings account and um we just like as we see causes that we feel like we want to support we we just pull out of that um 
So I say all that to say that we were going to like make backpacks and stuff for like homeless people and stuff. And I really wanted to post it to like make a cute video, but then I was like, I don't know like if I should post this because people are like, oh, like like you said, like you're only doing this on camera. Like yeah. if you really wanted to help people, you wouldn't record it. Like, right. and it's like, I'm not gonna obviously go up to the person and have the phone in their face and like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I was like, let me just not post anything because you, then it's like, you want to be praised for and it's like I don't I really just want to share like just inspire the goodness and the yeah. good heart but you just never know how people are going to take things sometimes so I just kind of save myself the drama yeah. yeah so and we're going to talk about this later but why post on social media like why not just throw your hands up in the air and be like all right I am just done with this uh, sometimes I do <laughs> sometimes I give up and I have little breaks but I think at the end of the day like it is such an amazing platform and it has so many more positives than negatives. It allows you to connect with people. It allows you to have this platform to share things that are important to you that you wouldn't have otherwise. So yes, there's so much bad, but at the end of the day, it really is like a blessing and it's like an amazing thing. And I think you just have to remember that on those <laughs> hard days. So question, because there have been certain reality shows that have been made um, of significant others and you know, from professional sports. Very different than the show that's being created here. I imagine that the misconceptions that we're talking about, you know, are just perpetuated by that. So like, how, how has that shaped the misconceptions that you guys deal with on a day-to-day -day basis? I feel like, first of all, like people are always asking me like, like what's the drama on the team? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, what? And then I'm realizing that they're, they're going back to like certain shows that kind of just like yeah. portrayed like this drama going behind the scenes the whole time and I'm like it's really not that exciting I wish we had some more drama like, for you <laughs> like, but what's a tea like do you have any tea with any other wives like you don't like them I'm like what no. it's not high school I guess um and while there is obviously like there's obviously gonna be people who get along more and right. don't get along more or hang out more and right. stuff like that it's not like the elitist socialite group of like a private like we said it is sorority in some ways but not in others so mm -hmm. it's just it is not that exciting. It's exciting because of the, that we have the opportunity to be in the NFL, but there's just not a lot of drama. And I feel like for the most part, we're all pretty grown. Mm, yep. um, so it's like, what do we look like really caring about what you have going on in that aspect? Mm -hmm. The reality shows of women has, uh, I feel like that's the issue is like, maybe that's why people have this misconception of like, you have designer bags, you take private jets. I'm like, I wish I could take a private jet. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. never in my life. Um, and it's like kind of the viewpoint of like designer bags and like million dollar houses and all this. And people will leave comments are like, you live in an apartment? And I'm like, yeah, like, right. <laughs> you mean I live in an apartment? So we know that these ideas are put out there that there's so many misconceptions about you guys. What are you doing to change the misconceptions that that have been perpetuated by these shows. <laughs> Crying on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think that's what my social media is about. Like what started as like, oh yeah, like sure, I am a gold digger. Like mm -hmm. let me just like act like I am for a minute. I think it's turned into having an audience that wants to see like what actually happens. Like, oh, you're watching the game from home. Like, what does that look like? Oh, you're able to talk to Isaac in the morning. Oh, he FaceTimes you on the field. Like showing the cool side and it's not always glamorous and I love that like having a platform has given me that opportunity. Going off of what you said, I posted a TikTok one time of like how my husband and I literally will sit like 36C on a Frontier flight. Like we'll sit in the back yeah. of a Frontier flight like 
every time every time right and people were just like so shocked they were like what like you guys don't you guys don't fly that or you know what I mean and right. so it's just it's also like kind of cool to see people be like oh wow like y'all y'all are human like right. just because you're supposed to fit this persona like you guys still do that and you don't care what other people think and I feel like that's cool to share with people okay so we know that the NFL being part of it there's ups there's downs we've shared about so many of the positive sides about being in the NFL. But there are definitely difficult moments. I mean, there's difficult moments in everybody's life, but you guys especially. What is the most difficult moment you've shared with your husband since he started playing in the NFL? My hardest moment um, so far with Jeffrey in the NFL has been two things. Um, so the first one I would say is um, he broke his shoulder. Um, and it was probably a year into our relationship. I was at my mom's house, he was in Jersey. Um, and he wakes me up out of my sleep and he's crying. And it was, it's just, it's so hard to see them because you just don't know, like, you don't know the extent of the injury. You don't know if they'll come back the same way they were before. You know how defeated they are, you know, like their expectations. Um, and he was just like, I broke my shoulder. Um, and I was just so sad for him because I just know how much rides on it. And then he ended up, playing on that same, sh the, the broken shoulder for like seven games. Um, wow. And they would just give give him like Shut a bunch up. of pain medicine yeah. before and then he would just have to go out there and I would just like watch him get hit, like just smacked into yeah. and I'd be like, I know that your shoulder is broken, like you're still putting your entire body on the line. Um, so that was really tough, especially just knowing like kind of the damned if you do damned if you don't because if you take a break, you're replaceable. Yeah. But if you play on it, now, like, are you going to risk you being able to come back later once you try to get it fixed? Um, so that was really tough for us. I feel like what you said about, like, the highs and the lows, like, are just so extreme. Like, I remember when I first started dating Jared, it was the year in L.A. that they went to the Super Bowl. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, football's so fun. You win every game you go to. And, like, you go to the Super Bowl. Like, wow, it's so fun. And then after that, it was like, you know, a big change. They didn't have a great year the next year. And then he eventually got traded. And seeing that transition, that was so hard to, like, watch. Because he, when I met him, he was kind of, like, you know, on top of the world in a way. And then, like, you realize that that's just not the norm in the NFL. And, like, that's, like, so, such a small percentage of people, like, get to have a season like that. It's, it's crazy. So then when we got traded, I feel like that's when we really, like, went through, like, a hard time. It was hard to, like pick up where you're coming from and move to a new city. We we're both from California. We I'm from LA. Like this is where our home is. This is where our family is. And then to just pick up and like move to a random city and it it was scary, but it ends up being like mm -hmm. there's always like a blessing or something right. like you don't see around the corner and so it ended up being such a, an amazing thing, but when you're in it, you can't see that yet and yeah. it's hard and it's like I what do you say to I them? I think it's hard on relationships. Yeah. I and I feel like you know, it's a lot of people don't talk about that. I'm like, I do think that relationships are private. Marriages, like, there are certain things you keep private. But I'm not afraid to say that, like, him getting released and, like, going to other teams is definitely hard on a relationship. It's like, imagine, like, your husband goes to work every day and come home and you have, like, these things that are stable in a typical lifestyle, but it's not a typical lifestyle. And so when other things are unstable, it's like, gosh, like, I would just wish everything was all put together. Last year was extremely hard going to a new team after being with the same team for four years. Like we left everything, all of our friends, like what had felt like home to us. And sometimes you don't feel like you belong and it's hard on one another 
Yeah. And I think that's really difficult and well, nobody really talks about and like that. When they're stressed and their mind is somewhere else, it's hard to like, you know, go on a fun date. Now. Like it's like yeah. that yeah. stuff becomes yeah. less <laughs> important. Like it's like there's so much going on and it's hard to like find that time to like focus in on the relationship and foster that when right, right. it's crazy. <laughs> you're like I know you just lost 45-0 yesterday, but I want to go to dinner. <laughs> so as the wise of these guys who really just ride a roller coaster and you ride it with them. What is your role in that? Like, you know, how are you the best wife that you can be for them? Make a good dinner. <laughs> hey, listen, that can cure the soul. Make a good dinner. I do not cook. <laughs> I think for a lot of them, like, it's hard for them to talk, like in the locker room, like they're having fun and they're joking, but they're not having like deep conversations. Yeah. I think like we are that like, deep conversation for them and we're that person that they can rely on through the ups and downs and like that has their back no matter what and I feel like that constant in their life is like crucial and so so important just to have that like sounding board or that person to vent to and I think like yes it's so hard for guys yeah I mean yeah men and mental health and vulnerability I feel like is you just don't talk about it like a man's a man like that toxic masculinity so it's like being able to let them complain and vent and be like yeah I had a really shitty day at practice they're not gonna go up to the coach and be like I played shitty today like and just like being I think that's a great way to like be supportive sometimes I'm not the best support system sometimes I'm the one that's more upset than him and he's like I just got released and you're like super upset when us when we got traded I was like not okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's fine. Making sure things at home are taken care of. I feel like, like when Dalt's like going through it at work, like I'm just like sprinting around the house. Like, what can I do to make his life easier? Like, what can I do to help? Um, that way, when he comes home, he's like not feeling like, okay, now I have all of this to do too. Yeah. I mean, y'all are the matriarchs of your family, and it's a it's a really unique family. It's an NFL family, um, and there's so much about that that people don't know, and I think. As you said, now people want to hear the real stories, like the actual intimate stories of your lives. Kim, I really loved what you said earlier about women being the backbone of the NFL family. It seems like they are absolutely what everybody leans on. So there's really a lot there that we need to cover. So if y'all are okay, we're going to come back here next time and talk about what it means to be part of a NFL family. Can I just peel You know what I like though? She once said it's genetic. She's like, it's just genetic. Oh, that's great. I'm like, oh, great. So Thank I think you for saying that. Right? So yeah. your perfectionism isn't even achievable. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. I was like, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> yes. It probably is genetic. I mean, she, I'm sure it takes care I mean, of it. Yeah, blah, I'm sure blah, she blah. Blah. Stuff. You can do all of those things and not have the Krispy Kreme glazed right. donut right. look that she has Jonah. at all times. Right.